Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and along with the Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we welcome you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Today, Pastor Greg Scalzo will be starting the next sermon in his Through the Bible series on Heavenly Authority. You can find information about our church at shiarjeshub.org, and you can view our weekly Sunday message on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. In the Heavenly Authority series, we come to the next office listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 28. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, and we've covered all those, right? And now it says administrations, or those with gifts of administration. Administrations. Um, it comes from the Greek word, and I put some of these words up on the blackboard so that you can actually see them. It comes from the uh, Greek word kubanesis, kubanesis, which is a noun occurring only here in the New Testament. There's no place else in the New Testament that you have this noun. And the original meaning uh, is steering, piloting, as performed by a ship's helmsman. Piloting, steering, here it refers obviously metaphorically to the guidance or governance exercised by a church leader. In your King James versions, it'll say governments. Uh, it comes, this word, kubanesis, comes from uh, the word kubaneo, which means to steer. And so the noun means pilotage, directorship, to direct, directorship in the church. By the word, that kubaneo comes off the Latin. It's a Greek word that's related to the Latin word, gubernare. And gubernare is where we get the word govern. So the words are connected, govern. Uh, a cognate, which means a similar noun, uh, related, same derivation, as kubanesis, is another word, kubanetes, kubanetes, and that is seen other places in the Bible. If you look in Acts chapter 27 and verse 11, where Paul warns about the danger at sea, it says in verse 11, nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul, the helmsman. Some of your Translations might say pilot or shipmaster or sea captain. That word there is kubanetes, which is related to kubanesis, kubanesis. So you see, again, a helmsman, a ship's captain, a sea captain. Also, if you look in Revelation chapter 18 and verse 17, where it says, For in one hour such great riches came to nothing, Every shipmaster, all who travel by ship, sailors, as many 
as trade on the sea, stood at a distance, speaking of the fall of Babylon, the great. That word there, shipmaster, again is kubanetes. So that's the cognate word to what we have here for the Greek for administration. So you get the idea of it. You see clearly what it means to pilot, to steer, the shipmaster, the sea captain, to guide, and so governance exercised by a church leader, steering the ship, guiding the ship like a sea captain, administrations. The government administration, the directors of the church. A good word there would be directors of the church. And here, Paul probably has in mind the bishops or elders or leaders or pastors and even deacons, all who steer the ship, guide the ship of the church, the direction which is going, the way the church assembles, it meets, it organizes its affairs. And I want you to notice something in this. Um, the position in the list versus the position we think of today and in church history for administrations, for governance. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers. After that, miracles, gifts of healings, helps, administrations. It is not at the top of the list. Now let's look at the corresponding section in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists. Remember, we went back and we studied about the evangelists. Some pastors and teachers. And we studied about the teachers, right? Well, here you have in the list pastors. That word there for pastor is poimen, poimen. And that means a shepherd. A shepherd, one who tends or herds a flock. Shepherd, poimen. That's the word there in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And some pastors and teachers. And we talked about there can be a connection between being a pastor and being a teacher. And very possibly we'll see that those in governance and the government of the church and the directorship of the church can have another office as listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 28. It's not exclusive. Okay, you can have a leader, someone with the gift of administration, that can also be a teacher. And a matter of fact, we'll read a scripture that tells us that later on in the series. But consider administration, consider the government of the church. When we think of the offices in the church, from what we've learned as children, from what we see historically in Christian history, even in evangelical churches, do we think of this structure here that we have in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, gifts of healings, helps, administrations? Or do we think of administration being on top? The offices of administration being in the lead, or perhaps being the only, only offices. The biblical view of how the church works can be very different from the accepted view. And if we focus just, just on administration, just on the leadership directing the local church, we miss the major offices that the Holy Spirit has established the first apostles, second prophets, then teachers, 
after that, miracles, healings, helps. They're all needed. And somehow in church history, it winds up being just administration, just governance. Now, some have bishops, some have priests, some have pastors, some have elders. And there are all types of systems that come out of some of the words we'll study uh, for the gifts of administration, the office of administration, that have then been taken and formed these elaborate hierarchy systems that I believe when you read the scriptures, it's much more simple, much clearer, much more the light and simplicity of the Holy Spirit than the complexity that is introduced, which many times just erases all the other offices that the Holy Spirit desires in the church. And if you take those offices away, the church becomes dead. So I believe there's a flip-flop in Christian history in taking the positions of administration and they're important and they're to be respected and we'll read about those positions. It is not to minimize the positions of administration, but to make them the only position and the lead position and so to dilute or nullify the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, you need a helmsman. You cannot have a group of people assembling together, especially as that group becomes larger, and have no direction because then you have chaos, right? And we know from what we studied elsewhere in 1 Corinthians, we don't want chaos. We want order in the assembly. So you need a helmsman. You need someone at the ship's helm. You need a sea captain. But all the other officers are needed as well. And if we don't have them, do not expect the church to look like the church in the book of Acts. And quite honestly, has the church throughout the centuries, and even the church today, does it look like the church in the book of Acts with the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit? If you don't have the fullness of the offices, you're not to expect the church to resemble the church in the book of Acts. Second point, the administrations, the governing, biblically can be different from what you're used to hearing, the traditions we're brought up with. Um, and as I said, some of these words we'll look at, there's whole denominational structures that have been built around them, and should they have been. Uh, a key scripture to this is Acts chapter 20. And we'll, we'll look at the different administrations uh, as we go along, but today I want to set a foundation to show you something very important about how it relates, this whole thing about elders and bishops and pastors. And a key scripture is Acts chapter 20, which is overlooked many times in the discussion. And we'll start down at verse 15. Luke writes, We sailed from there, and the next day came opposite Chios. The following day we arrived at Samos and stayed at Trogillium, the next day we came to Miletus. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he would not have to spend time in Asia, meaning Asia Minor. For he was hurrying to be at Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. So he's not going to go into Ephesus. There's a large church there. It'll take too much time. So he goes to Miletus, and he calls for the elders of the church of Ephesus. From Miletus, he sent to Ephesus, verse 17, and called for the elders of the church. Who does he call for? The elders, plural, of the church. Now that word there for elders, presbuteros, presbuteros, that's on the board there, 
presbuteros. Um, it comes from presbus, which means old, elderly, and it's the comparative of presbus, elderly, so it means older, more elderly, a senior, an elder, an older man. We are so thankful that we have been able to bring you these Bible study programs on WFIF since 1997. Since COVID, however, we, like many churches, have experienced a tightening of finances. So we would like to bring our church's needs before you this morning. If you have been blessed by our programs over the years, could you prayerfully consider donating $5 each month to keep these important teachings on the station. $5 each month from dedicated believers can make all the difference and allow us to continue broadcasting these in-depth Bible studies. We believe solid scriptural teaching going out over the airwaves is so critical for Connecticut's spiritual future. You can make your donation right on our church website at Shear. Jashub.org. Just use the regular donation option, which will bring you to a secure PayPal page. That web address is shear-jashub.org. Or you could send a check made out to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle and mail it to P.O. Box 518. Branford, Connecticut, 06405. That's P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405.